Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you heard what I said. I said good morning. And when we normally record in the evenings today, we're recording in the morning. I'm excited um, about today's podcast. But first, let me say welcome to the Rhythm Notes of Help with me, Kayanta. I am the soul of public health. Today, we have a very, very very exciting guest with us and without further ado i'm going to bring her in so we can um get going good morning dr barry good morning i'm sorry i'm sorry good morning dr adrian good morning morning I cannot believe I freaking did that. I can't either. <laughs> That's because I shouldn't have had that conversation that we had I, I before we started, Dr. Adrian. Oh my freaking gosh, that was crazy. Forgive me, please forgive me. Absolutely. Um, welcome to the Rhythm Notes of Health podcast, uh, Dr. Adrian. Dr. Adrian is um, not new to Blackpink. But I'm going to let her, what I recently learned is Dr. Adrian is extremely uh, busy. So if you're going to want to get on her schedule, get on her calendar, you're going to want to do it soon. And if you're having any type of any mental disturbance going on, if you will, then she's the person. I mean, she's my choice. So yeah, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Adrian, yes, tell, tell everyone who you are. Uh, I am Dr. Adrian. I'm a psychotherapist in the Atlanta area. Um, but you know, due to COVID and uh, the fact that I was already certified in telemedicine, have clients all over the world actually, and uh, and am staying pretty busy. So I've been a psychotherapist now for twenty. This is my twenty eighth year. Wow. I was also in the school system for 20 years at the elementary, middle, and high school level as an assistant principal and guidance counselor. Ah. And, uh, I do a whole bunch of stuff. So his his is your no-nonsense. Hmm? His is your no-nonsense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm just a, I think I'm just an Aries, so I am just pretty um direct and matter matter of fact. So yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna say um Today is April 9th, 19th. Happy birthday to mom and happy belated birthday to you, which was April the 6th. Yeah. Um, so, and my grandmother was April the 9th. So I have Aries all around me. So I always say, I know exactly who you are because uh, Aries raised me. So happy birthday to the Aries babies out there. You probably will hear this not on April 19th, but just when April 19th rolls around, know that these are the things that's going on. Dr. Adrian, let's get into this series. So we are doing a vaginal health and sex series, which is what um, a lot of our women, our demographics is probably from maybe 30, 35 uh, on up, right? Mm -hmm. And so these are the things and the topics that they've been wanting to talk about. We started off talking about um, uh, bacteria vaginosis of, of vaginal health and uh, vaginal dryness and um, yeast infection. But we are getting into some other things that we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about can menopause ruin your relationship. Um, we're going to talk about middle-aged women and sexual needs. Um, we're going to be talking about what you'll be joining us again on um, self-pleasuring and um, age-appropriate 
behavior in women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Mm-hmm. And one of the doctors told me that she has a lady that's in her 80s who's actually still very sexually active mm-hmm. and wants to talk about it. So I'm excited to, number one, talk to her. Number two, say, oh, I, I look forward to having this till I'm 80. But some people are saying, oh, I got to still be having sex uh, when I'm 80. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the, and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to have this particular subject on, um, your uh, mental health roadblocks and sex, because your mental input about sex definitely controls your sexual output, uh, mm-hmm. about sex. Specifically, I want to talk about the fear your freedoms, your social background, your religious background, and bring it current to now and social media and how all these things affects our input when it comes to uh, our sexuality, our sexual health, and how we relate to sex with with ourselves and our partners. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you said... Listen, you said so much. I'm, I'm like, okay, what? Where do you want? Well, let's me? start here. Let's you start here. Question. Okay, let's, go ahead. Let's start here. Let's start here. Let's start with uh, your background, your social, specifically your social background, mm-hmm. um, and, and to include the way that you was brought up with okay. with, with okay. the thought process of of uh, what's input in causing these roadblocks. Okay, so that's a good place to start. So we are all a product of our upbringing and our experiences. And so how we are molded and shaped, the seeds Mm -hmm. that get planted inside of us dictate how we do everything in our lives. And so, you know, depending on what it is that you've been taught and told. So I was raised strict Catholic in an environment where, you know, you didn't have sex before marriage, where divorce was not an option. And so these were the things that were told to us. And as a matter of fact, when I was growing up, you know, the Catholic church frowned upon the use of birth control. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, based on what it is that people are saying to you throughout the course of your upbringing, it significantly shapes the way that you see sex. And so a lot of times I will work with couples who have a disconnect when it comes to their intimacy. And a lot of it hinges upon what it is that you've been taught and conditioned to think, number one, as a woman in particular, Mm -hmm. uh, because it's interesting that, you know, most women are taught that, you know, you save yourself until marriage. Mm -hmm. And so if men are out here being sexually active, then, you know, then who are they not saving themselves? Right, right. Uh, You know, and so, uh, you know, just a big part of it, though, does hinge upon exactly what it is that is taught and told to us. My brother and I had this um, very interesting dialogue um, because we always talk about how your parents tend to rewrite the story in terms. (laughs) of how you were actually raised and what yeah. they actually said, you yeah. know, and I get it as a parent of, of four, you know, you want to see yourself in the best light possible. And yeah. You want to hope you did the right things and didn't really mess your kids up. But yeah. we were having this discussion because, you know, my mother told him that she had this set of encyclopedias that she used to (laughs) talk to me about sex. And my brother, to put it in context, my brother and I are 20 years apart, same Okay. And so she was saying, you know, she had this encyclopedia set that she used to teach me about sex and that she used the same encyclopedia set to teach him about sex 20 years later. But the funny part about it is both of us realized she didn't 
even have a conversation with us about sex, let alone use a set of encyclopedias. And so, and I think that that was about her level of uncomfortableness when yeah. it came to having conversations about sex. Because, Absolutely. you know, when you think about the generational divides that we have, mm-hmm. you know, the generations, two generations before us, there was just not a lot of dialogue about sex. It kind of just happened. Yeah. You sort of learn from the people around you. Yeah. The seeds getting planted. And so fast forward to my generation and then my brother's generation. And it's like, okay, if nobody's talking about sex and everybody's having sex, then how are we formulating the opinions that and beliefs that we have? Hmm. And so now you come, you know, you have the wonderful world of the World Wide Web. And so yeah. now there's information out here, right, wrong, and indifferent that yeah. we find <laughs> that kind of helps to shape, you know, our value system around sex. And mm-hmm. so, you know, but for a lot of people, depending on what you have been taught and told or not taught and told, mm-hmm. it has a direct impact on how healthy your sexual appetite and relationship is to other people. No, no, you, no, you, no, you're absolutely correct. And I like the, when you said, um, my, my mom, you know, had this story about the encyclopedias and, you know, because, you know, we, we talk about now the kids don't even have encyclopedias. They don't even know right. what encyclopedias are. Right. right. But the fact that she, you, you know, pay attention to the fact that she used the encyclopedia, encyclopedias because remember at, at the time that the encyclopedias were so popular, right. It was like, look up, this was, this was a research, right. And whatever was in here, it was fact-based, right. And so notice that she used this particular entity of encyclopedia, because right. we all know that that's fact-based, like right. whatever's in there, that's what it is. So right. whatever I'm telling you is coming from the encyclopedia, even though she didn't use it. Right. At least she knew her source to get the to get the fact based source that she would right. use to to talk about sex. Um, but you said that uh, most things are taught and told, right? Mm-hmm. And so I often I can think about how what my conversation with my daughter is now. She I have a little more freedoms than my mom, but I but I also understand why my mom had the restrictions that she had and the boundaries that she said to say. Like, don't ask me that. That's something you don't need to know. Because right. because I do give my daughter freedoms. And she's 16, right? Because I do give her freedoms to ask me certain questions. She'll ask me questions like, well, mom, who was your first? I'll say, my Angelo said, there'll be some things that you cannot tell your kids. And so <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always telling her that because then she'll ask me a question and then I'll give her an answer. And she'll say, mommy, that was too much. I was like, what? That's I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, right. you, and I want to know the answer to the things that you think you want to know the answers to. But I am a person who um, I, I really can't remember what I was was told other than don't get pregnant. Right? right. That was probably the thing that that was said to most people. These well, girls, you were told that. I wasn't even told that. Because <laughs> you weren't even told that. You're not supposed to be having sex. Right. So it wouldn't be a conversation about don't oh, get pregnant. Oh, so, I, so let me, let me tell marriage. Yeah. My mom, let me be clear about this. When, when she said, don't get pregnant, that, that meant don't have sex. Right. That didn't mean go have sex and don't get right. pregnant in my household. That right. means don't go have sex. That ain't something you, you do. And if you do it, you're fast. Like right. fast girls have sex. And, and I literally thought that in my head for a long time, like literally that has been what was in my brain about sex. 
if you have sex, you feel fast. And if you feel this urge to have sex, you feel fast. So right now, to, right now, today, I'm 53. And if I think about, oh, this is what I want to do, I feel fast. Because that's what I was told. You, that's that, that's funny. Fast, that's, I mean, right? but again, that's conditioning. That's how seeds get planted in people. Yeah. So yeah. at a certain point, you have to decide whether or not the truths that you are living are your truths or are they somebody else's truth, you know? Mm. So what people fail to recognize is that we all have physiological responses and stimuli. And so mm -hmm. when you talk about our hormones, you know, you talk about puberty and adolescence and all those things, a lot of times what you are feeling, it is absolutely normal and natural, mm -hmm. but depending on what has been told to you, you are fast or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, then it shapes the way that you view sex, which yeah. is a natural healthy part of being a human being but say that part right there one more time because i don't think people are clear about that could you just repeat what you just said it, what is it natural sex is natural and it's healthy and mm -hmm. it is normal for healthy human beings and so mm -hmm. a lot of times again the things that are placed inside of your head are going to dictate how you view sex healthy sex relationships and all of that yeah and so and that's why we're talking about that input because it, it it's probably just in having this conversation with you this morning that I even realized that I relate fast to what I was told uh, when I was little and in little now I don't see it as a bad thing at this point right I see it as a good thing or oh, I feel fast right but I didn't even relate it to that's what I was told when I was younger if if, if you think about sex that that's what was given to me right and now that's how I function with it, which for me, again, is, is a good thing. But also um, upbringings and sexual experiences that, that children would have had um, that they shouldn't have had, right? Um, I know I, I have a friend who specifically says that she doesn't like a certain type of stimulation when it comes to sexual acts because something that happened to her when she was which a child, she was sexually molested. And this is what the person always did to her to, to stimulate her, mm -hmm. right? So to this day, she, she does not want certain stimulation because it happened to her and it's going to bring back that feeling of, I know this person should be doing this to me because they said, don't tell. Right. Right. And so when you talk about sexual trauma, that's a different um, discussion in terms mm -hmm. of shaping mm -hmm. and, and, you know, how you come to the place of being who it is that you are as an adult and how you view sex. And so mm -hmm. when sexual trauma is involved, that is not dealt with because understand mm -hmm. Uh, most of us experience some type of trauma in our lives, mm -hmm. maybe not necessarily sexual trauma, but, you know, um, experiencing trauma is something that is very common because mm -hmm. trauma just means that something had an impact on you in a way that it created a traumatic experience. And so mm -hmm. because one person's trauma is not another person's trauma. Correct. When you start talking about sexual trauma and you're talking about sexual trauma that is experienced during childhood, adolescence, puberty, uh, you know, all of that, mm -hmm. it, it will have an impact on the way that you see sex mm -hmm. if you don't 
get treatment for the trauma Mm -hmm. because a lot of people experience sexual trauma, but Mm -hmm. it does not impact them for the rest of their lives because Mm -hmm. they seek treatment Mm -hmm. at the point where they understand that the trauma is having a negative impact. And I need to have a conversation with somebody about this so that I can process through it and still be healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so when you, and, and that's, and that's the reason that, and not that we're going to have the entire conversation about um, the sexual trauma, but it's important that we talk about it so that we can recognize these are the things that, that are blocking us from having this um, sexual freedom, if you will, is these sexual traumas. And so you said, if they don't get treatment, how, what does treatment look like for a person Now I know, you know, but Let's just tell them what treatment looks like to deal with that. So let me, let me back up. Cause it's not just if they don't get treatment, it's if they don't get treatment and treatment is necessary. Everybody mm. has to look at the things that they have experienced in their life and to mm-hmm. understand whether or not the things that I've experienced are having a negative impact on mm-hmm. my ability to function on a daily and regular basis. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about sex, if somebody has experienced sexual trauma and they have not dealt with the sexual trauma, but let's say that inside of a relationship, they are not able to be intimate with their partner, mm-hmm. then it's a possibility that they've not dealt with the sexual trauma and that that's the direct correlation in terms of why they're not able to be in a healthy sexual relationship with their partner. And Mm -hmm. so it would be necessary for them to go and seek treatment with a professional. And so that means going to the couch, Mm -hmm. having someone who is trained Mm -hmm. to help you work through the things that you went through. Yeah. And a part of that working through is understanding that the things that you go through don't define who you are. That's right. You have to be able to have those healthy conversations. And so that you understand that when you are a child who is taken advantage of sexually by an adult, there is nothing that you did that caused that behavior. So that's mm-hmm. a part of, you know, the work through from, from a, with a professional from yes. the couch. Yes. Because this is not a conversation that you have with your girlfriends mm-hmm. or with your family members mm-hmm. or um, people that go out and call themselves coaching and that sort yeah. of thing. This is conversation that needs to be had with a trained professional so that you don't do more damage in the Mm. process of trying Mm. to figure out how what has happened to you is Mm. impacting who you are today. Hmm. Dr. Adrian, you you said a lot, but one of the most important things that you just said was that you speak with a trained professional so you won't cause more damage right? right because if you go out like you said googling this right going on the youtube right and or talking to your friends who may not take this delicate information that literally has caused you to have dysfunction in certain areas and, and your whole self right and they don't know what to say how to say what process what steps to take you through to heal right then it can cause more damage. And that's very important to say because oftentimes we do things, even when we self-medicate, you know, with when, with synthetic drugs, if you will, to, mm-hmm. that may now harm ourselves that by the time we go to the to the medical doctor, right? We're, we're worse than what we were when we first started because now we're going to self-treat ourselves. And so the fact that you said that you have to get help, 
you have to get treatment with a trained professional, right? Who has been taught and has gone through the processes and the practices of knowing how to deal with these things that happen to you. Because because you don't have to live your life with this clogginess, if you will, in your mind of things that happen and you're not, like, as you said, functioning mm-hmm. um, day to day, or you're not functioning fully or, or, or even having to be able to have sex with your partner, mm-hmm. get help. So in the right here in the middle, I'm going to say, get help. And, 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 and Dr. Adrian, if you would just give your information, we're going to put post your information, <laughs> but if you just give it now, and then we're going to give it again, because it may be somebody who's listening and they may have to get off at this point, but I want them to know your information, to know that they can get help. They can come to you. Well, y'all got to get on her schedule now. So that means you got to call soon. <laughs> you got to, you going to have to get, on, you got to get on her schedule now, you know, but you know, get help. And although I am saying, you know, my choice for you is Dr. Adrian, there are a array of doctors out there that who are trained, who can help you. So if you don't let it be an excuse that I called her and I can't get an appointment because there are some people that you will be able to get some appointment with. So Dr. Adrian, so at this time, if you just tell us how to reach you, if someone needs to talk to you. Well, my office number is 404-766-2211. Okay, if you say it one more time and a little bit slower. 404-766-2211. Okay, so we have Dr. Adrian's number. Call her if you need to talk to her so we can move past this because we're talking about this whole vaginal health and sex series because we want women to be free. And and we probably should have been having this conversation um, earlier, but timing timing is very important. And sometimes that we're not ready to receive information that's important for us to get if we're not in a good space. So I am very sensitive to this particular area because I want people to be able to address it. And I'm, and I'm very jovial and, and fun and all those things. But when it comes to something that this series that really affects, because I talk to a lot of women and, you know, they'll say things to me and I'll say, Hey, listen, this is what you should do. Get help. I, I, like I'm, this is not what I do. I'm, I'm a, I'm a health educator. This is not my specialty. This is not what I do. You know, I can talk to you about some diabetes stuff, right? And I can talk to you about specific things, but when it comes to matters that, as you said, a trained professional, it's important that we speak to a trained professional. But so now we've talked about this social background, right? And we've also talked to you hint on religion. We've talked about uh, mud station, if you will. But also we, you hinted on religion by saying that you, you're Catholic and what was happening. But let's just talk about religion as a whole. Mm-hmm. And let's just, if you will, because, because, I, because I know you and I know, and I know your, uh, your background and I know what you already know have addressed before that I've heard. So if you would just talk about how, the, how religion even started to control us and our sexual being. So if that goes to slavery, if that goes before slavery, if you can just even tell us to what you know, how this started to control us and how it's controlling us more. Not, not, not this newer generation, because they're really not weird. They're going to do what they want to do. And we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a minute also, because there's some things that we can pull from them to bring to ourselves, right? So if you would just talk about the religious aspect um, when it comes to sex and well-being and and mental roadblocks? Well, I think that, you know, a lot of people, 
experienced what we call church hurt. Mm. And mm. it's because, again, of what you are taught, told, and conditioned to believe. And so if you are in a, a, a religious practice where, you know, you get into the habit of going into a spiritual place, building, or whatever, and so on a regular basis, you are being fed with things, whatever those things are. And so depending on what it is that you are being fed, then mm -hmm. they are going to grow down in your spirit. Mm -hmm. And so you're either going to accept these things as your truths or you're going to discard them. And mm -hmm. so for most people, when you are impressionable, and that is, you know, up to the age of 20, 21, 22, you know, now adolescence has changed up to 25, but mm. during those impressionable years, the people that you value and respect are the people whose opinions you absorb mm. until you recognize that hmm, maybe some of what has been said to me applies to me, mm. but some of this doesn't apply to me. Mm. But when you are in that stage of being very impressionable, you kind of soak up everything. And yeah. so as a result of that, what we've been taught and told, these seeds that have been planted in us are either going to grow some weeds or they're going to grow some flowers. And yeah. so a lot of times the dysfunction that we are having inside of our relationships are a, a result of the weeds that have been grown that we are not recognizing it as weeds. And mm. so uh, mm. when you are growing up and for example, you are hearing things from the pulpit in terms of, you know, what you shouldn't be doing and yeah. what you should be doing. And you're also sitting inside of a spiritual household, spiritual place yeah. where you know that you've heard the rumblings and the murmuring, <laughs> right? Who's sleeping with who and who's right. with who and all this, you know, it can become very confusing in terms mm -hmm. of, what your spirit is supposedly being fed mm. in relation to what it is that your eyes are seeing and your ears are hearing. Right. And so, you know, so when it comes to religion and spirituality and what it is that you practice in terms of your faith, mm -hmm. you have to be able to figure out what your own belief system kind of looks like because, yeah. and, and I'm talking about as an adult, because, mm -hmm. We are not born with thoughts and beliefs. They are given to us. Mm. So people give them to us based on who it is that they are. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, you know, I think that people just set out to give you wrong information or information mm -hmm. that won't mm -hmm. work for you. Mm -hmm. They give to you based on who they are. And that's mm -hmm. the people from the pulpit, the people mm -hmm. that are raising you, the people who are educating you, everybody around you, they are giving to you based on what they know to give to you. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, if you recognize that what has been given to you is either not something that works in your life, or something that is not true in your life, then you get to decide that you don't have to accept this. You mm -hmm. can discard this. You can get rid of this. Mm -hmm. You don't have to take it along with you on your journey as you mm -hmm. continue. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, 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 or as I say, uh, change, change the trajectory of the thought. I, I have some songs that meant something to me when I was in college and I like the song and I don't want to think of what it meant to me when I was in college. So I'll say, I'm going to rethink this song because music triggers me. Right. So I'll say, I'm going to rethink this song because I don't want it to mean that anymore. Mm -hmm. It now means something different to me, but mm -hmm. I I'm conscious enough to say, I'm going to tell myself, this is what I'm going to do. But when you say it, Dr. Adrian, when you just said <laughs> a lot of us experience church hurt, mm -hmm. oh, that hit deep. Listen, because we, and I know that's a whole nother conversation, yes. but church hurt is very deep, right? <clears throat> it's probably one of the one of the main entities right now that we're still, um, for the most part, have segregation is because in because we assimilate with our own right, and mm -hmm. and and I'm really I'm really with it, and that's I, I mean I like that because I like that we still have something that we can go and gather together in this in this hours right, but inside of that we have what's called church hurt. Mm -hmm. I I I say that. You know, the, the reason that I believe what I believe to, today is because growing up, my parents said, if I asked them questions like, well, why did God do so and so and so and so? Because I was raised Christian. like, what? Well, why is this? They would say, you don't question God, mm -hmm. right? And so, and, and really now as adult, as an adult, I know that they really didn't know the answer. So they gave me to the best of what they could give me is don't question. Because if I don't question God, it means I don't have to question them. And it means they don't have to give me an answer, right? And so because of that, it's like, well, then if I, if I can't question God and get these answers, then this might not be for me. This, you know, this Christianity may not be what I need to do because y'all tell me don't question. I'm, I'm very analytical, right? I'm intrigued. I want to know what's going on. You telling me don't do it, right? So when you said, listen, I, I feel like I'm in therapy this early this morning. <laughs> My day should be a great day because I feel like I'm in therapy early this morning. <laughs> because I always say I'm a forever learner, right? I'm, I'm a forever student. I'm always learning. So when you said church, and said, is this is the second thing this morning that you said that it'd be like, oh, you talking to me, right? Now it's this whole church hurt thing. Because when you say this, I say instantly, Dang, I think I experienced church hurt, you know, and not so much from the church, but from the people who it was a part of the church. Mm -hmm. I've experienced this church hurt. And, and because I experienced church hurt, I decided to do something different. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us have experienced church hurt. I cannot believe how it literally gave me uh, temporary paralysis when you said it. You said it and it was like, oh, something jolted me, like really and truly. And I was thinking as you was talking like, wow, this church hurt is so very important for us to talk about that we probably gonna have to have a whole nother show just about church hurt, you know, because people need to heal themselves in order to be productive. It's, it's not okay. I always say it's not okay to just live to be 90 and 100 years old if you're not living to be a wholesome you, right? And the only way to live to be a wholesome you is to deal with these things. So you said the church hurt is important when it comes to, because then we hear things, uh, you said we hear the rumblings, then we hear things that's going on in the pulpit, right? Mm -hmm. And then we say, well, if they're up there doing it, and then they getting blessed, you know, they got big, nice houses, they got nice cars, and they know they're doing this, why shouldn't I do it? And then you feel bad 
because you're doing something and you think that you're going to get punished and you think things are going to happen to you because you're not doing certain things. And women also tell me that they don't do, and this is really crazy, Dr. Adrian, but it's the truth. Women say that they don't do certain sexual positions because the church says you should just do missionary. And I, and they say, let's see, I didn't know this, but uh, apparently this is where the missionary position came from. Is that, is that the truth? Listen, um, I, 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 I don't know the history of the missionary position. So yeah. I try to pretend like I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think again, you know, we have to all be aware of where our conditioning comes from. And so mm -hmm. if you are not having open dialogue around conversations about sexual health and well-being, then chances are you are carrying a lot of old information from whoever it is that planted that inside of you, whether it was something that was actually told to you mm -hmm. or something that you happened to stumble upon, you know, in a book or mm -hmm. in a magazine or on a television show. And so, a, you know, I think that people don't understand the significance of our shaping from the environment around us. And mm -hmm. so you have to literally stop and ask yourself why you think what it is that you think. Because again, thoughts are not something that just happened. They are planted in us. Mm -hmm. So we are not, we, are, we don't come onto this earth with this set of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Everything is given to us. And so it is your responsibility to figure out who gave it to me? Where did it come from? And mm -hmm. is this something that I still believe? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I am a firm believer that when you are talking about sexual relations, mm -hmm. that between consenting adults, between those two individuals, their agreements are the only thing that matter. Mm. And so not what anybody else says is right or wrong, but it's mm -hmm. what do we agree upon as two consenting adults mm -hmm. that is appropriate between us that does not cause an emotional or physical or mental anguish mm. between us. Mm. And, and mm. you know, and that has to become, you know, the definition I think that adults are using in terms mm -hmm. of healthy sexual exchange. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, 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 Dr. Adrian, you're, you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. It is what is defined, what you should be defining. And, 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 and Dr. Adrian, I'm, I'm, I'm like, so, you know, when I, when I, of course, when I came up with the topic, it was only you that I had in mind that I wanted to be a part of this conversation. But as we're talking about this conversation today, um, it is so important that we do have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we we start to deal with things. It, I, I don't even think I was very clear of how important this conversation is when I had the thought process. I knew I wanted to address it, right? Mm -hmm. But as we're sitting here talking, I said before, I, I feel like I'm in therapy, right? <laughs> because I am about, you have to be willing to be about uh, having healthy, wholesome relationships and being the best you and what that looks like to be the best you. And when you relinquish some of these things and thought processes, you feel better. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not, it's not dark all the time. You right. just, you just literally, you feel better in your approach with, with things. And you, earlier you talked about, you know, what, what the society and social, um, as a public health, uh, 
a, a health educator and, you know, I'm working on my doctorate, I'm going to say 60% of our coursework is about um, your social upbringing, your, 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 where you are, what you do, who to, because they are clear on, and I'm glad they finally got it right, right? They are clear on that in order to make change, we have to deal with the social elements of why people do things, right? It's, they don't wake up. It, it goes back to just what you said. You know, it's the thoughts and beliefs that people have given us, right? Uh, the thoughts they've given us to now believe. And so I think that they're finally getting right to say, hey, we gotta address where a person, their environment, their culture, everything. Cause all these things cause them to act in a way that they're doing, which brings me to this, this, uh, this, what is this now generation called? Like I call them now. My daughter told me it's not now. She wants me to be proper. But this now generation is what I call them. And I call them now because they, they whatever they see, right? What do you call it? Zers. What's that now? Zers. 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 The Zers. Right. This Zer generation. They are much different than we are when it comes to sexual everything. Everything, right? And some things we can take from them, right? Oh, and, absolutely. And and, and and some things they need to take from us, right? Yeah. But what I like about them is they're they're fearless, right? Yeah. We have been trying to be this fearless us, right? On our, I'm talking about on our DNA. We have been, and since we've been brought to America, we've been trying to be this fearless us. And a lot of us have been fearless to do things that we do. We've tried to, we've tried to be this fearless person. And now it's on our DNA. And I think this generation, we have now bred this generation who's fearless mm -hmm. and they have freedoms. They're gonna do things differently. They're gonna act differently. And when it comes to their sexual being, you know, they, you know, it's not in our terms out there. We're not gonna get into all of that because this is just what what what's going on now and I want to address it. Some some things again, I, I'd be like, oh okay, I like that they do that. Like we we need to take something from from them. Mm -hmm. But the thing I think that's um that causes roadblocks again is that people are measuring themselves up to what they see and what they hear on social media. And they think that their sexual lives should pattern this what they see and now it's causing roadblocks for them right it's either if you're if you're out and you're in a relationship and you're having sex then again you're fast or you're doing something you shouldn't be doing and so I'm going to save myself over here and so that's going to make me better than so it's all of those things and I know that you have you've dealt with these with these things of social media so how does that impact our our, our mental our mental health uh roadblocks uh when it comes to sex well, I think that what everybody recognizes is that social media, and when I say everybody, I mean the adults mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, of a certain generation, what we recognize is that social media, like everything else, that shaping that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So for us, we were shaped too, but it mm -hmm. might've been, we were shaped by the things that were on television or the things that you heard in conversations from other people. So mm -hmm. any stimuli outside of yourself is shaping. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the, with, with social media, it's just an expansive movement that allows for a greater reach which mm. is both frightening and um, at the same time could be beneficial. Frightening in terms of the information that it allows to reach so many people in a very short amount of time. Mm 
-hmm. But at the same time, that's the benefit of it. The amount Mm -hmm. of information that can be reached by a large group of people in a very small amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the part that we have to be concerned about is what is the message that is being sent out here through social media to Mm -hmm. our impressionable children and youth and adolescents that, you know, that age group that I said is very, very impressionable because seeds are getting planted and either the seeds are going to grow weeds or the seeds will eventually grow flowers. Mm. And for most people, a lot of weeds are grown before you recognize that they Mm. are weeds and you have to figure out how do I get rid of some of this thinking and shaping that Mm -hmm. is not beneficial to me and is actually harmful to me Mm -hmm. um, so that I can allow some flowers to grow. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we have to do a better job. Our generation has to do a better job about having what I call crucial conversations, Mm -hmm. which aren't always comfortable, but are very necessary so that we have healthy conversations around sex Mm -hmm. with the generations coming behind us. And so that they are not just kind of figuring it all out as they, you know, go on their own. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I am a mother of three boys and one girl. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, a lot of conversation that I thought my Mm -hmm. ex-husband would be having because Mm -hmm. he was the man in the house was Mm -hmm. not happening. So the conversations with my boys around sex, just like my daughter, it came from me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I was the mama that was making sure that when my boys went off to college, that they had a case of condoms because mm-hmm. I was not going to be unrealistic. And I also knew that those conversations had not been had with their father, who, mm-hmm. you know, again, shaping and conditioning. Yeah. And it was just my own thought process that, oh, as a father who has sons, that this is the conversation that you would have. Yeah. So, you know, for, for many of us, we just mm-hmm. have not yet recognized the full impact on what you've been given, what you've been taught and told, and mm-hmm. how it has a, di- a direct implication on how you move forward with mm-hmm. your own children or your grandchildren in either not having conversations because they weren't had with you mm-hmm. or learning that I need to have these conversations because if I don't, they're going to get the information from the outside stimuli. Mm -hmm. And so for this generation, a lot of that is social media, which Mm -hmm. is not going away. It will Mm -hmm. continue to have a huge impact and implication on who our kids become. And so if we don't want the information to solely come to them through outside stimuli, then Mm -hmm. we have to make sure that we are very present Mm -hmm. and even become uncomfortable in Mm -hmm. some of this conversation that we have to have. Right. Dr. Adrian, uncomfortable. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're right. We have to start having these conversations, even if they are uncomfortable. And, it, and if it gets to a point that, you know, you don't need to say something, just say my, Maya Angelou said there will be some key things I can't tell my kids, but you can tell them a lot of things, right? You can, you can, you know, f- friends of mine will say to me, I, I mean, I, I wish I had these conversations with, with, with my daughter, you know, and I'll say, have this conversation. I, I, I truly believe, Dr. Adrian, that men shouldn't tell women about what they like for sex, right? What, what should feel good for them. And I think that a lot of us, a lot of parents in my generation, a lot of my peers, they'll, they don't tell their daughters the things that they should be telling them. And they know different because we went to school together. So I know they know different, right? 
you're not telling them this. And so to me, if you don't tell them this and address these things, you're wanting a man, male or whomever, someone else to now tell them what and how they should feel and address when it comes to their sexual being, right? I also believe that, you know, here in my household, as just as you were saying, I talked to my daughter about sex, but I'm always telling my husband who'd be like, oh, he want to talk about it. Don't honk the horn when you come out here to pick her up, come to the door and is the guy going to like sports, right? And I'm saying, you're going to have to address other things with her because because you're the male. But then if you don't say something, I'd be like, well, I'm just going to tell you my opinion of what, because I've dealt with, right? So it because it's uncomfortable for him. He has a daughter. If he had a boy, he would be having a whole conversation with, with the boy, right? But but because it's, you know, like a like a couple said, we had dinner with couples when they were when they were younger. And the couple said to us that they had they had they had uh, a daughter and a son. And and the male said that he had had a conversation with his with his son about masturbation. He had a conversation with him, right? And I said, but had you had this conversation with your daughter? He said, absolutely not. She better not be doing that. And I said, so why is it okay for your son to sexually explore? And you're, and you're literally sitting here gloating about it, if you will, but it's not okay for your daughter. So yeah, now, and, but again, Ayata, all that goes back to conditioning. And so hmm. what has been told to you. And mm-hmm. so when we expand our knowledge and understand mm-hmm. that sex is healthy, Mm-hmm. And that it is something that all human beings are going to engage in at mm-hmm. some point, and that we are better off having uncomfortable conversations so that we get the correct information out there, you know, because we could have a whole other conversation in terms of, you know, same sex relationships mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how sometimes there is so much guilt associated with the fact that you can have an attraction for somebody of the same sex Mm -hmm. when attraction is a physiological response to hormones. Mm -hmm. So, so that's a whole Mm -hmm. nother. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother conversation, Dr. Adrian, but there are a lot of conversations that need to be had just even on this whole, um, your, your input controls your, your sexual output. So I, I, I've, I've kept you to our time, but I want you in closing, Dr. Adrian, as I said, you literally just got a snippet of what you, what Dr. Adrian can help you with the processes to heal yourself, to be more of a whole being of yourself, if you will, and to understand not only um, these mental health roadblocks when it comes to sex, but just as today, we're talking about one thing and I, now I, I'm in on the church report. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in on other things that you talked about just in this moment that I'll have some self-reflecting time today to just think about, wow, she said, you, you just making nuggets of phrases and it's just like hitting me like what is I'm talking about you, but I'm not talking about you, right? So, <laughs> so it's like you want to do your session on, on on your podcast today. That's how I feel today because this have been so good and just a miniature of reflection of what you can do to help heal yourself. So, in closing, Dr. Adrian, what would you tell our our our, our audience about mental health roadblocks? Um, and not that you haven't said everything or a lot that they need, but just to, what are, what are your closing thoughts about mental health roadblocks, uh, and sex? So sex is a normal, healthy part of being a human. Mm 
And if you are not experiencing the joy that comes along with sex, then you need to examine a couple of things. And so I always say, you know, every day we should be reflecting on the people, places, and things in mm. our lives. And mm. so, you know, perhaps your lack of fulfillment with sex has a direct correlation to the people that you are involved with. So you got to mm. examine the people that you are involved with. Mm. You know, are you in a relationship with someone who does not make you feel comfortable when it comes to intimacy, mm. does not make you feel nurtured and safe when it comes to intimacy. Because if that is the case, you've got to examine why that is. Wow. Is the why because of how you've been conditioned and raised or is the why because of that person not being the person that can help you to feel whole and complete when it comes to sex. And so sex is natural. It is healthy. It has many health benefits to your physical and mm -hmm. your emotional well-being. And so mm -hmm. being able to connect with someone on that level mm -hmm. is very close to being spiritual when mm -hmm. it is with the right person under the right circumstances. And so if you find yourself in a situation where what you are feeling is not pleasure. Mm. It's time to examine whether or not who you are with is mm. a person that can help you to become your best sexual self. And so mm. we have to examine our thoughts. Mm. You know, where did the thoughts come from? Mm -hmm. Which thoughts we probably need to get rid of because they are not healthy mm -hmm. or they are antiquated thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and truly examining the partner Mm -hmm. that you share this very intimate experience with. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, you gave me some things to think about as well. And so mm -hmm. I'll be doing a lot of conversations about mental health, of course, during the month of May yes. on my podcast, Couch Conversations mm -hmm. with Dr. Adrian. Which um, are good, which are, listen, which are very good. When they're over, I say, oh, it's over. Oh, thank you. <laughs> listen, and then lounge versations ah. with Dr. Adrian, where it goes down after dark. Oh. Starting in May. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I just needed to give myself a, a, a break. And, and, you know, my producer is like, uh, are you coming back this week? And I'm like, oh, I'm still celebrating my birthday. Yeah. But, you know, thankful for the work that God has yeah. um, designed me and purposed me. Yeah. You know, Dr. They Adrian. Check me out on couch conversations with Dr. Adrian. Dr. Adrian, but that lounge, com uh, okay, because this is the lounge lounge, com lounge, 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 versation. lounge, versations. That lounge versation got me saying, wait, wait a minute now, what's this lounge versations about? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Adrian, we need to partner on one of these topics with yeah. the lounge versations. And, yep. and, and maybe it could be the one with the women in the different ages, because that is going to be so good. Yeah. Right? I, I would love to, um, you know, again, I am all about having conversations mm -hmm. that educate and empower men, women, and, and children yes. uh, to become their best selves all the yeah. time. Yes. No. And you, and, and you are the person for that. This is Dr. Adrian is black pink certified, right? This is my choice. I have been choosing her ever since I met her. I have literally been in love with the conversation that she gives you to pull you in. So from the moment that I met you at an event, I have literally been like, 
I love Dr. Adrian. Like y'all, y'all gotta, y'all gotta understand. No, thank you. Y'all gotta understand. I, I, your ears probably, as my grandma would say, your ears probably should be burning because I talk about you often. And as people say, uh, for the people who are viewing, as you see her red hair, so they'll say the redhead lady, right? <laughs> so now you become your 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 hair has become a signature of identification who you are. If it, so, so if they're looking at pictures, they be like, we're looking for the redhead. We looking for the redhead lady, you know, and, uh, and I, and I do mean redhead. If you're not listening to this, that looks like all of us, because that's important for me to educate mm -hmm. because people receive better when it comes from people who right. look like them. So right. once again, let everyone know how to reach you, your phone number, your social media, and thank you so much for coming on to, uh, the rhythm notes of health to help us better understand ourselves and become the whole person. So they can reach me at 404-766-2211. I am on Facebook. I am Couch Versations with Dr. Adrian. And so they can always send me a message on Couch Versations mm -hmm. with Dr. Adrian. And on Instagram and Twitter, I am at Dr. Adrian and Dr. is spelled out. So it is D-O-C-T-O-R-A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E. Dr. Adrian, this was wonderful. This is so good. And I probably am not even expressing how good this has been to for me. I, now, Dr. Adrian, you know, we're going to be back on here next Monday, right? You yeah. know, <laughs> so I am so looking forward to now. Now I feel like I have a ritual starting my Mondays off getting therapy with Dr. Adrian. <laughs> Why everybody else gets therapy. Look, so tune in for my next session. No, but no, so thank <laughs> right, you right, right, right. for my next session next Monday. But right. Dr. Adrian, I'm so excited. Um, this, this, this particular uh, podcast will be released this week. So I can't wait till people hear about this. They're gonna wanna know more. And again, I tell you, if you want to get on Dr. Adrian's schedule, you're gonna have to call her. Thank you, Dr. Adrian. Take care. Have a good week, a wonderful, productive day. Cause just from this conversation, I will, I really, really appreciate that. Have a good day. You too. Okay, Bye-bye. Oh my gosh. This has been so, 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 so good. Dr. Adrian has, I, I told you, I feel like I am in, um, I feel like I am in um, counseling this morning with her. I feel like, um, you know, she has given us so much and I feel like I really have been in counseling with her talking about these, um, these mental health uh, roadblocks uh, with her. I feel like I've literally been in counseling. Um, so make sure that you could continue to tune in. Um, make sure that you are um, keeping up subscribing to us. We're on all podcasts, uh, platforms, and make sure that you're subscribing um, to us so that you can get this information from uh, the Rhythm Notes of Health podcast. Because in order for you to hear uh, what's going on, then you're gonna have to listen, right? to what's going on. I am trying to get my artists uh, going today, my feature artist going today. Um, I'm trying to get him going. And so you can 
hear his uh, song. My feature artist today, after getting such a uh, great show going, is Calvin Richardson. Calvin Richardson is an independent artist. I I'm sure this is him right back behind me. His latest uh, project is Gold Dust. And the song that he has uh, released um, for you to listen to is if you think about leaving. But I chose to play Let Me Love On You because we're talking about the freedoms and the fears of mental roadblocks when it comes to sex. So if you want to learn more about Kevin Richardson, he is available on all download uh, musical platforms. He is uh, Calvin Richardson. I am Calvin Richardson um, on Instagram and you can get him um, at the calvinrichardsonexperience.org. Um, check him out, go follow him, tell him that um, the Rhythm Notes of Health sent you to hear him and um, just make sure that you are literally finding new music, discovering while you're discovering all these things about yourself that you should be discovering. Um, listen, today has been wonderful. This whole series on women's health, women's health and um, sex series, I'm so freaking excited about. But as I said earlier, when I uh, said I was going to have this series, I had no clue of all of the things that I would be learning as we're doing these series. I hope you're learning. I hope you're tuning in. Remember, we repeat <laughs> what we don't repair. And that's a lot from what we just heard today. We repeat what we don't repair. And I wanted to give you, this is my soul note that I gave you with Calvin Richardson. Make sure you're tuning in. Remember when life moves fast and your mind does too, remember to breathe. It will get you through. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're tuning in. Tell a friend, share it. And until next week, I am the soul of public health. Kayanta, take care and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye.